I hate when black people disagree with other black people. They always say that you're hating. I can disagree with you. I can ha I can have my own opinion on things and I'm not a hater. I'm just trying to uh, uplift us as a people. So when you call me a hater, it's like, dang, I'm a hater because I'm trying to correct you. You don't want to be corrected. And that goes into there's no correction in the black community. It, it, it's almost a, a death sentence if you try to correct anybody because they're going to come at you with the hater. You are Uncle Tom. You are sell out all of these things. But it, it's really to elevate us. And I don't think a lot of people uh, are uh, accepting of the whole elevation concept. What is going on, everyone's, everyone's, everyone's? We are here and we are back with another episode of Is My Point Valid? Yes, indeed. I am yours truly, Brandon D. And I am Camille A. Stocker. And um, like we always do before we get before we do uh do our thing, we want to say thank you to everyone who continues to rock with us every week. Um, thank you for showing up and being a part of the conversations, all the comments, all the likes, all the subscribes. We appreciate everybody. And if you are enjoying our content and you're new to our channel, make sure you hit that subscribe so you can keep up with us because uh, we're coming to you live. But not live, but we come to you every week with a brand new episode about topics that truly matter uh, in the world, in the community and all of those things. So with that being said, we're going to go ahead and jump into this episode. And the topic for today is going to be reframing the black community. Yes, indeed. So we've had a, we had a conversation earlier this week and um we have a lot of conversations about the black community and what we can do to try to help or what we can do to uh, restructure the thought process of the black community. And we came to a couple conclusions. One conclusion is we're trying to affect uh, too big of a scale. Everyone, uh, every black person knows somebody in their family who could use some direction, some guidance and all of that there. So we think it's better for for black people to not try to reach the masses as the black community, but uh, just start within your family and help those that are closest to you. And eventually that will pass on. Like if you have a son, teach him better and he can be an influence on his, on his friends or his cousins or whatever. And that will start the process of reframing the black community, because I don't think it's realistic to say to change the black community. I think we just need to start on a small scale so we can build off the, the, uh, the foundation to where we can have better thoughts, um, have better behavior and all of that there. So that's where I think we need to start. Yep. <clears throat> that's where we need to start. <laughs> I think, oh, I think last week we had talked about how, um, a point in the, in the segment where we had talked about how we don't want to overstep bounds, right. in families and all of this thing, all of these things. And it used to be a point where, um, in the family you were able, grandma was able to say, or get your child in line, you yeah, know, yeah. 
auntie was able to say, you know, you're not supposed to be doing that. Mm-hmm. Uncle was, there was correction. There was correction. Yeah. And if you look at the dynamic of the black family today, you do see some families who, you know, are tight, mm-hmm. but you know, tight. And so sometimes I wonder, well, how did they get so tight? You can look at other families who look like they're tight, but there's still turmoil within, you know, they're still around each other, but they're not having full conversations or they're not having relevant conversations. I think when a lot of black families get together, it's all fun and games because a lot of black people consider fun as drinking and smoking. So when you're doing that, you're really not having serious conversations about how to better the family. Right. Cause you're going to have a good time. Exactly. And you don't want to, if somebody, if you, if you, and it, this goes to politics as well. If you don't agree with my politics, then that's a problem. You know, yeah, arguments yeah. pop off and all of these things and we're not listening to one another. And then you won't see each other because so-and-so doesn't agree with what I'm saying or mm-hmm. they support whomever. And I think it's bigger. It's a, it's way bigger than that of politics or whatever. It's, yeah. it is about family. And I think politics is or government, whatever it is you want to call it is tearing a tearing away at the family because we take those things literally and seriously instead of taking each other literally and seriously there will be people in our families who are saying they're struggling and because and i'm guilty of this because we don't want to be bothered we'd be like you got to figure it out on your own Mm -hmm. you have to figure it out instead of of trying to help yeah instead of trying to be um like like you said extend your hand to help and so, um, and a lot of a lot of times we think help is monetary right. monetary gains, but help can be information. Yes, you don't always have to give money to help someone. And on the flip side of that, the person that is in the struggle can't always expect help to come in the form of money. Right, because information is a lot of times more valuable than actually having the money, and that's. Uh, just for instance, like you can give someone a million dollars and if they don't have the information or the knowledge to know how to invest or uh, hold on to that money or spend it wisely, then you're really just spinning your wheels. And I think that's why a lot of people don't like giving money um, to people in need because they may be in need. The reason they may be in need is because not because they don't make enough money. It may be because they just don't know how to manage it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. And so I th- I think that has to do with it. And so like Brandon said, you, we, we want to go big, right? We want to go out and mm-hmm. we always want to help, you know, that child is the black community. We always, and I think the black community, when we look, when I say the black community, I and of course, if you know, I'm in, we live in Texas and Houston, yeah. so I am not talking about acres homes solely, acres homes solely the hood places or the ghettos or where there is just black everywhere, black people, everywhere that yeah. black people reside, where the black people reside. That is <laughs> that is the black community because I am a black woman, I am a part of the black community. My children will one day soon have to go into the world where they are part of the black community mm-hmm. where if they see some black person who is who doesn't know they should be able to help them not saying they shouldn't help anybody else because i teach my children you help all people right but if if you see a black person struggling i think that's a big 
thing in in the community. We don't help each other. Yeah, yeah. We're rather we we we're more inclined to talk down you because that person is not on your level. But or sometimes because, and then we'll get to the next thing when when some when growing up when I went to um, another city with my cousin and my sisters and even in Houston with my mama we'd be out and we dress differently right our hair mm-hmm. is is just combed and all this and then you go into a store and there will be certain black people who look at you like you are a house negro I, I don't uh, not even a just like like they looked at us they me. looked at us like we were better yeah. than them but that had nothing to do with it it was just my mama always said my mom said you leave out this house, you look presentable. You look presentable. Your hair is combed. And you, you don't and have a dog on the shower cap, what they call it? The, uh, the, the bonnet. bonnet. The bonnet, yeah. Like you you present yourself to the world. How do you, and when you present yourself this way, that is how people should, you know. People uh, will uh, uh, treat you accordingly, according to how you dress. If you're out there looking ghetto, you can't get mad if somebody talk to you ghetto. But if you look presentable, you can kind of you kind of have a leg to stand on if somebody talk to you crazy. But so people would look upside our heads or whatever and, and all these things. And I'm just like, what is this about? Because I'm going in the store. I'm not really bothered about you. I'm bothered about what I'm going in the store to Absolutely. get. If you if you and if you're wearing whatever it is that you're wearing, if you made the decision to leave out of your home with what you with what you had on, stand in it. Mm-hmm. Stand in it because you did it. That was you. <laughs> you is all you. That was the decision, the, the that, decision was, that you right. made. Right. Stand yeah. in it, but don't look at me like why she thinks she. No, I don't. I. This is what I have to wear, and this is what I'm gonna wear. Okay, so mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what it is. And so, um, helping starts within the family, and that goes into we need to start making better decisions. Don't. A lot of people out here don't value the power of the mind. Like, there are philosophers out there who have said, well, in the Bible, he, uh, he who thinketh, so shall be. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening to uh, the hip hop and you're listening to all this trap music and all these things there and not actually educating yourself on what's available to you out here in the real world, then you only have a mindset of what you're consuming. Yep. And I mean, right now, a lot of black people are listening to, like I said, the rap music, the, the, uh, the trap, the, uh, what they call the drill music and all of that stuff. And if you're filling yourself up with all of these things, you're going to have kind of like a, a, a negative connotation on a lot of, a lot of things in your surroundings. Cause a lot of that, I, I've never, I, I mean, I've listened to rap, but a lot of what I think is happening in the music today is a lot of anger. Absolutely. And I seen a, a meme, uh, I mean, a video on, I think it was TikTok or whatever it was. He was saying how we go to the, black people go to the, well, just people, period, go to the club and listen to the music. And we can't, we're wondering why we can't have a good time, but that's because we're listening to devil music. We're listening to people talk about killing each other and fighting each other and getting over on each other. And we're wondering why we have a mind of anger. Mm-hmm. It's in the things we were consuming. It was in the things we were consuming when we were listening to stuff Nuck if you buck. Lil uh, John. To the club. Uh, uh, exactly. That was. A lot of that stuff, if you really listen to it, a lot of it is demonic. 
Yes, I've been saying because that about I seen, music. I seen a little uh, on, on TikTok. I seen a video about uh, um, Three Six Mafia, DJ Paul, and the music that I was listening to. I, you have to think about. Well, if you listen to the stories that they tell of how they got that narrative of what they were doing. It was drugs. Drugs. They were mm-hmm. in another. What's the song Favo did with the the alien? Uh, uh, space uh, spa- uh, uh, spaceships uh, on well, Bay yes. Uh, dang, I wish I remembered how I'm it went right now. Yeah, there we go. So he's like he's that. on yeah. drugs. Yeah, and he's saying he's seeing some unidentified <laughs> object. Even with um the Ghetto Boys, my mind playing tricks on yeah. me. All of it, and We're, and it, we are just consuming ourselves with this type of content, and then wonder why we want to we go out and look at other black people and look at this people period and have animosity towards other people. But it's it's in your conscience. Yeah, in, you have subconsciously. Uh, just sucked in all of this information, and you don't have any other reference to 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 kindness or love or anything like that. I remember back in the day we used to listen to love songs. I think that's all we listened to with my daddy. <laughs> so we, we we would show love to people that that would, would treat us not so desirable, and we would still show love because that was in our heart, in our soul, in our conscience. Because I mean, you know. If, and I think all of us, if we black and we went to like family reunions, you know, Frank Bays and Frankie Beverly, yeah. they, that was yeah. going to be played. Mm-hmm. Isley Brothers was going to be played. Um, but, you know, you have the, the happy feelings if you go back to Mays and that's being that's not being played anymore. No, it's not there. And even like even at family functions, you have the people, whoever's in charge of the music. You're not playing that anymore. You playing what's what's new, and what, Grandma's what, sitting yeah. there like, "Hold on now, you, what you doing?" Yeah. You know, uh-huh. it's and respect, like all yeah. of these things. It's it does, and that's it, that's what we're not teaching our children respect. We're not passing on respect, and it's kind of hard to pass on things that you don't possess yourself. So. If your parents didn't teach you respect, you going out here having these children and you have no connection to the right things. So you can't pass that on. And that goes into educating yourself enough to know the difference between right and wrong and knowing the knowing when to teach those things to your children. So, yeah, uh, educating yourself. Um, we have to change the things that we're listening to because that is consuming our minds. And just like D1, my boy D1 from New Orleans, he was calling out rappers who actually glorify, uh, he calls it murder music. And when he addressed these people, the people didn't even consider uh, where he was coming from. They just automatically jumped on the defensive and was like, bro, you don't know me. I give out turkeys. I do all of this. But if you're still the people, like he said, there's more people downloading your music than they are uh, eating your turkeys or taking on you, taking your bikes or all of this. And that comes from the uh, the the kingpin lifestyle of uh, what is uh Frank Lucas and Bumpy Johnson. They they did all these terrible things in the community, but they felt it was all right because once a year, twice a year, they would give out things. 
And that is the wrong attitude. And I, that I, I could, I congratulate my, uh, my boy when well, he ain't my boy, but I feel like he my boy because you know what I'm saying? He talks about the things that need to be talked about. D one, mm-hmm. he's out here, um, cha- trying to f- reframe the black culture, reframe black music, hip hop to where we're actually glorifying the right things, glorifying unity, coming together and doing powerful things within ourselves so we can advance as a community. And when he talks like that, it's people who come at him like, oh, you hating on me. And that's another thing. I hate when black people disagree with other black people. They always say that you're hating. I can disagree with you. I can ha- I can have my own opinion on things and I'm not a hater. I'm just trying to uh, uplift us as a people. So when you call me a hater, it's like, dang, I'm a hater because I'm trying to correct you. You don't want to be corrected. And that goes into there's no correction in the black community. It, it, it's almost a, a death sentence if you try to correct anybody because they're going to come at you with the hater. You're Uncle Tom. You will sell out all of these things. But it, it's really to elevate us. And I don't think a lot of people uh, are uh, accepting of the whole elevation concept. And they're not accepting of the elevation concept because I think, in my opinion, they believe that elevation only has to do with money. The elevation mm. does not have to do with your mind, right? Yeah, yeah. What you're reading, what mm-hmm. you're writing down, what you're, wh- how you're helping people. It all, a big thing that is detrimental in the black community is money because we all want we glorify it a that's lot that's the only definition of success to black to we, a lot of black we people we glorify it a mm-hmm. lot we look up to so many people and we want to be we want to make it everybody wants to make it yeah. and the reality of it is everybody is not going to make it just like they say not successful right yeah. just like they say you know that now nowadays every little boy isn't going to make it to the NFL or to the NBA which is true Well, let's be clear that every little boy and girl is not going to be a doctor. Every little boy and girl is not going to be a teacher, right? That there there are other opportunities that are not being presented into the black community for us to learn. Hey, work with your hands. Mm -hmm. Oh, go be a janitor. Like we look at those things as, uh, but somebody has to do it. it. And maybe if we put more effort into wanting to do those jobs, that those could be high paying jobs or, or what you got. Because at the end of the day, even though you're starting out as a janitor, that can give you the skills Mm -hmm. to start your own company. So you are on a higher level, but we're not even willing to put the work in to start at the bottom and work our way up. We want to just jump into the game at the top and that's a, that's another unrealistic expectation. You're going to have to work. You're going to have to educate yourself so you have that understanding of what it takes to get to the top. Yeah. And when you try to skip all of those steps, you get to the top and you have no knowledge of what's going on, no understanding, no comprehension. So we're you just want to be out. the boss. Exactly. You just want to be the leader. You or you just want to perceive be perceived as the boss, and. Being, 
being a boss is more than uh, having that position. Or being ugly to people. Exactly. You can't <laughs> just talk down to people. It, 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 you need to have the the mindset of I treat the same. I treat the person at the bottom the same as I treat the person at the top. I give everybody equal opportunity when it comes to my respect because you never know where that person is going to end up. Because there are some black people out here who will work hard and know that you have to start at the bottom. And if you are above them and you talking down on them, by the time they get to where they're going, you're going to probably need them absolutely and they're going to remember all of those things that you said to them and then i mean we got to do better i i, I used to work with uh at, at the store <laughs> and the janitor i think he was special needs or whatever but everybody would whatever 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 mm-hmm. but i talked to people overlook him i didn't overlook him and he Look, and he would talk my ear off. I'm like, all right, I got to go to work now. Yeah, I got to yeah. go to work. But that person felt safe with me to have a conversation. Hey, Camille, what do you think about this? Hey, Camille, how are you doing? Hey, Camille, I'm having this type of day. And that is what we, that like, that's what we need yeah. more of. Mm-hmm. Instead of us thinking, oh, oh I'm, I'm better than you because I'm not in that position. But, like, that's what makes the world go round. I, I mean... The yeah. little people, <laughs> the, and, and the little another people. Another uh, flaw, my person that that uh, showed their flaw within that is uh, I was watching Michael Todd and his uh, nonsense, but he was saying how uh, a lot of church people will will say I'm blessed, I'm blessed about because of this, I'm blessed about that, and then he proceeded to say, but you on welfare, so that is a major flaw. You can't put blessings or success out of the window because this person is not financially stable. Like everybody doesn't see money as success. Some people are working on a smaller scale, so they do perceive what they're doing as successful. They just haven't gotten to your level of success. And when you talk down on them, it's kind of discouraging to that person because they're trying to get to that level. Even though you are on that level, you still need to encourage. You still need to uh, give advice, try to help that person to uh, advance and what is a blessing, right? Like God, and what is a blessing? For me, every day that I get to wake up, that it's is a blessing. blessing. So although some people might be on welfare, some people might have $2 in their account, you woke up today. God chose you to wake up to see another day and figure something out. I'm here. If I got to eat a piece of bread and some jelly or Straight something, up. I, have, I something have something to eat. To eat. Yeah, um, that's a sense. I have a half because a tank of gas. I can make it to work for the rest of the week or I, I can ask some like those are blessings. And it, It's all in your mind. It's all in how you think about things, because no matter what situation you're in, there's always someone who's low, who, oh, oh, who's dealing with yes. it more than you are. Mm-hmm. So you have to be you have to be content, not. Yes, that's the word. Mm-hmm. With the things that you do have and be appreciative of what you do have and stop always looking at the things that you don't. Because when you go into life with a negative mindset and you're you're, you're always wondering why I don't have this, why I don't have this, but God, will take have? Things, God will start <laughs> taking some things away yeah, from you, you that got? you do have, and then that'll help you realize what you had. Be like they say, you never know what you what you got until it's gone. 
You don't want to be in that position when it comes to, you know, you went from a little bit of food to no food. You went from having a, a, a shelter over your head to being on the streets because there's always a worse position. We, we cry and uh, uh, bicker about all the things that we don't have. You woke up this morning. That's a blessing. You had something to eat. That's a blessing. You have children who have something to eat. That's a blessing. You have knowledge and, and education. That's also a blessing. Stop putting money uh, uh, as a head of all success because that's not that's that, that's that's retarded. And we don't need to think like that because that is what got our children thinking that they have to be basketball players and football players. And they Shoot, have to. It's, with that, it's not even being basketball players or football players. It's about having the latest Jordans, right? That having the, the nicest track suits. I get, or, or, Looking or, like you got money. What is it? I said track suits, Lord. Um, sweat suits. Sweat suits. <laughs> Nike sweatsuits. Nike sweatsuits. Yeah. Having, you know, Ralph Lauren, the polo, mm -hmm. having these things, that does not mean anything. That doesn't mean nothing. And the wealthiest people, you never know it because they wear regular clothes. Wranglers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, so those, we put these things and say, hey, what you possess in material things yeah. makes you worthy, which is not true. No, it's not. Because we're not worthy anyway. Mm. But that doesn't mean though earthly possessions don't mean anything because when you go, when you come back and we got to bow and all those things, we can't take, we cannot take any of this with us, right? We can't take any, any of it with us. No, and so we we're here trying to build the most wealthiest or we want to have the biggest houses. And that's a big thing that's happening in black communities with moving out of the neighborhood and moving into a um, this big 2,000 square foot home and you on one side and your children on one side and you're not, it's not, an, it's, it's, it's it, so it's much. It's really not a family atmosphere. It's, just, it's like your roommates with people. It's, 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 it's so much. You're talking to each other on the intercom. <laughs> it's like, I want that because I see that they have that. And that's not, that's not how you're going to reframe the black community. Yeah, um, if it was going to be reframed by those people who we look up to, I have to include myself who we, who I have looked up to and who you do look up to. Mm -hmm. It's never going to happen because we're waiting on them. We're, they put their names on things like right now. If you go, I think, yeah, I think it's in Brooklyn. If you go to Brooklyn, there's a library and the library is Jay Z, but what did he con contribute to Marcy? The projects, right? What is, what is, Beyonce contributing back into third war. Yes, there's the the nose. And we're not rolling. insinuating that he hasn't done anything. We're just asking questions. Yes, that's all. I'm just asking a question. Like, but but we have all these stakes in, you know, basketball teams and baseball teams mm -hmm. and football teams. But what and what you say, well, the, the black people matter. Do we? Like, you know, do to they? To to whom? Um, so that takes us into Making education a priority because right now it's not a priority. So like I just said, they're naming a library after Jay-Z, but how many children are going, how many children are going to go into that library to check out these books, right? Once the little opening thing was over, how many people are going to go back every weekend to check out books and say, Hey, let's read. Let me read to my child. Hey, you read to me. <laughs> I think that his library is Less about education and more about a status. Mm. 
I don't I don't believe that there are going to be a lot of people that go there solely based on getting books. I think they're going to go there as if it's a monument, like a George Washington monument, uh, something like that, mm-hmm. to go to be to go online and be like, I was at I was Jay-Z. there. Yeah, I, w- I take a picture. Yeah, to take a picture. Absolutely. I don't think it's about education. Because if it was about education, he could have done a whole bunch of other things besides put his name on the building. The library that was already there. It's lyrics from a song that are on that are. And a lot of his lyrics is bull jive. Yeah, yeah. So we're glorifying someone who glorifies selling dope. Yes, getting over on people. And all of these negative things that hip hop provides to people. Mm-hmm. So is that really a good thing? When I initially saw it, no, because my mind always goes to, dang, them folks, they going to go check out them book, right? Or, or they, you know, are they, is it going to be more um, traffic? You didn't hear them. You didn't hear them with an article about uh, they had a record number of people getting books. It was just a record turnout because they, he opened it, and like I say, it was a it was a library that was already there. Yeah, so is it going to be more? He just plastered his stuff over. Like, is it going to be like, you know, I'm a homeschool mom, so is it going to be more activities for homeschoolers in New York to go and have access to this? Are there going to be? Is it going to be more access to laptops that they could take home, um, computers, the printers? Look like, at my face. I don't like. I don't even know how the New York library system works. Cause Houston's system is pretty, it's pretty dope, you know? So I don't know how that works. I'm just asking like resources. We talk about resources and how we want to help. And, you know, I'm always one for trying to give a resource or have a book, give a, give a book, give a kid a book, Straight up. Um, not just any type of book, and but a book. And make sure the kid knows how to read first. And that gets us into our next <laughs> The uh, next uh, uh, issue with the black community and how we can begin to reframe it. Well, making education a priority. Um, Like one of the first things that Brandon said, uh, reading, which I looked up and it says two thirds of U.S. children are unable to read proficiency at proficiency level. Right. That's two thirds of however many children there are in the USA. That is 60 percent. If two thirds, two thirds would be seventy percent. Two thirds is seventy. Whatever, whatever two thirds is, is, whatever percentage that is, is two thirds. So that means there's more people 60. who can't read than there are the people, uh, uh, children that can. So that's the problem. We don't value education anymore, and that I think that's why a lot of the the teachers don't get the money that they that they are requesting because. People don't value them as educators. People don't value education. And nowadays when kids go to school, it's more of a social hour than anything. It's more of a fashion. Well, it's not even fashion because these kids go to school wearing anything. Man, I watched days. something on TV today. Them kids want matching nowhere. They be wearing doggone flip-flops like and halter Just and sweats and, and a hoodie and man, y'all don't y'all okay. 
Back in the day, it would man, we was trying to see who who was the fly. Look, we wore uniforms, we, but we still look like you gotta starch it up. You, man, your shoes, your purse, your backpack, your hair, like those those things don't matter no so more. So if they don't value how they look, you think they going <laughs> in there? What did man say? It was it was interesting. The, the education system will give them the numbers on how many black students. Right. And so 85% of black students lack proficiency in reading skills. And this is this is information from the NAEP, um, which is the National Assessment of Educational Progress. So they document how each state is doing. For all those people who question us on where we're getting our numbers from, there you have it. <laughs> where are you getting this? I'm looking it up. Straight up. I'm on the same internet that you on looking at my stuff. So 85% of black students lack proficiency. And that is a lot. That is a lot. And so my question is. That's most. That is most. And how are you, how you not know how to read? How, how are parents missing this? And then it's 85% reading skills, but it's, it's 84% of black students lack proficiency in math. They can't read and they can't do math. And we worried about doggone rap music and going to the club and being uh, looking like we got some money. But how can you get money if you have no education? How are you going to excel in life if you have no education? That lets us know that we are worried about the wrong things. You know, you. children know how to do the TikToks and all this. And now I'm not saying that children aren't making the grades, but are they making the grade? And what I mean by that is it's easy, I think, for teachers to pass students. Um, but are they really doing the work? Is there homework? I don't even know if there's homework anymore because, of course, you know, my children are not in the school system so they probably an outlawed homework because people complain too much about work. I was reading an article today about the HISD takeover, which is a Houston independent school district takeover, where there are certain schools in this program who were failing in, in, in Houston. And uh, one of the schools is called, uh, Cashmere High School. And in the article, the uh, journalist was interviewing the children and this one boy said, all we do is work, 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 work. And that boy was on Rihanna. Yeah, he was. And I was, I was flabbergasted. Bam, no, then Bam <laughs> flabbergasted. I was flabbergasted. I was, yeah. <laughs> like, isn't that why we go to school yeah. to learn? If you don't, want to work? work when you're at school, then, then we can't expect you to work out here in this real world. You are not prepared. Right. And I, that is what school is. School, school is for preparation is pre for real life. So if what do you, you think? Are, if you aren't prepared to be in school, then real life is going to be a real challenge for you. Like, you know, you go to, to you have to go to work, have to wake up at a certain time and work this shift, right? Like you, to make money. Absolutely. Everybody. And I you got to show up on time too. I also need the narrative that everybody can be an entrepreneur. That's not realistic. No, it's not. I used to think it was. No. Nah. And then I woke up. Um, That's not realistic. I was asleep. And then I woke and up. I woke up. Um, everybody's not going to be an entrepreneur. Everybody is not going to be a boss. Everybody's, everybody's not, not going to be a leader. Right. There has to be some followers not saying that you can't succeed at your job or whatever it is. But like, yo, everybody's not going to be that. They, that's why they have followers on social media and not leaders. 
Because <laughs> they know most people are followers. Most people aren't leaders. So they had you did. There are some people who know how to lead that are go that are good at leading, but the majority of people are merely followers. Like jobs are necessary. You're seeing are they regular jobs, nine they, to five, nine to five, McDonald's, or, stuff like that. These Gen Z are they Gen Zers? The one I don't know what they are. I think it's Gen Zers. Just give a name. The, uh, uh, I think age there's group. Gen. I don't know the age group. Well, whoever's graduated college and they are thinking that oh, I need to like you were saying about not about not working your way from the bottom to the top. They uh-huh. think that because I have this degree, I need to go into this office space and I need to make a hundred thousand dollars a year without any experience. Of course, we make the jokes when we look on, on job, um, job sites and be like, you need five years of, of whatever, but it's like, they want you go be an intern, go be, go make your, make your way. Oh, they definitely ain't willing to work for nobody. Yeah. So is interning still a thing? Interning is still a thing. And in a lot of the interns that I've seen, they do get paid a little bit. But y'all got to remember Kim Kardashian was an intern. Making nothing. Us, who else? There was somebody else. I know a lot of lawyers and uh, stuff like that. Doctors, intern, uh, lawyers, are interns, stuff like that. But I, I don't know any personally. And so, yeah, I think... With the and within the black community and shoot the the community everybody you have to teach your children responsibility. Yeah, absolutely. You have to re- discipline. Teach, discipline. Hmm. Uh, that that is how you reframe the community. So we can't go in and say I want to change this. We got to reach at least one kid. And that kid is more than likely in your family. One child. One child. kid. A kid is a goat. Goat. We need to start on the smallest scale possible. We can't expect to, like my boy Charleston White say, you can't go out here in the community and affect anything when you got a cousin that you don't get along with. You know, you, 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 you got all this trauma from your childhood with your mama and your daddy. You got daddy, the daddy issues and all of that stuff there. So you can't affect people on a big scale if you haven't, First, looked at yourself in the mirror mm-hmm. and figured out what it what, what what's going on with you first. Mm-hmm. Address your own issues, then you can start addressing people that's close to you's issues, and then from there, if everybody just imagine everybody address their own issues first, and then started connecting with people close to them. Eventually, that'll be the community. So we have to stop thinking that we have to reach millions of people at one time. You need to reach one person at a time and then build from there. And then eventually you'll be at a million people, a hundred thousand people, a million people, whatever it is, but start within and then move outwards. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, that is what I came to when I was talking to you this week. I was just like, it's been on my heart, Brandon. It's been on my heart mm-hmm. because I think for for me personally, my thing has always been, I don't, once I, like I said last week, I don't want to overstep my bound. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do this. But it's silly of me to have this knowledge, to have access to all of these things and say, I'm going to wait for somebody else to come to me to ask me for help. Sometimes you got to take the initiative. Right? That's, 
that's a little stupid. Because everybody doesn't have that progressive uh, mindset that you do. So some people feel like they, 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 there's a lot of people who have egos and are stuck on, I don't want help from, from such and such person, but it's on us, the people who know better to start reaching people, regardless of how that person feels, because I see that you're in need. Yes. If I see that you're in need, what kind of person am I to just let you continue to just be lost? Right. And then when I find reach out and you say, tell me, no, then I understand. Then I took the proper the step initiative. To, yes. Exactly. The initiative. To make it happen. Now, if you don't want it to happen after that, then hey. I feel better. I can sleep at night because I at least try. But then that's on their mind. She wants to help me. Yeah. Right. They want yeah. to help me. I haven't been in this position where she wanted to help me. And, yeah. But I have wanted. You get what I'm saying? I have wanted to help, but I don't want to say, say anything, anything because. because you, yeah. You don't want to overstep your body. Right. And I don't want you to take advantage of me. Right. Yeah, so I, that's always been a thing, too. But when do we become unselfish? When it, hmm. when it's been, when do we become unselfish? And that is a lot of, there is a lot of selfishness in the black community because we think about I, 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 I and as much me, as I read me. my Bible, as much as I pray, as much as my connect, I have much, I am connected with God. I am a selfish human being. Hmm. I am a selfish human being. I have to, you know, repent for the, for, for that. But now I am learning. All right, God, I see it. Especially if you've been placed in a situation where you can see what's going on. Yeah, that's eyes open, right? Looking at a situation and saying, I have these resources. It's easy to stay hands off when you're on the outside and you haven't seen what's going on on the inside. Or nobody's telling you because. They're keeping, they don't want no accountability for the situations. So they kind of keep you on the outskirts so you don't see what's going on. So they can tell you anything. Yeah. Yeah. So but once you see it, it's almost like it, it compels you to want to do something for that individual. And I feel so compelled. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I feel so compelled because we need each other. And Absolutely. I think a lot of us miss that a lot. We we want to do things on our own and we dig dig into a, a, a hole. We dig ourselves into mm-hmm. holes and we be, we try to pull ourselves out of it and we need Sometimes help. Sometimes you got to reach out. And the black community needs help. So it's not about going out to the masses and saying, hey, you need to change and you need to stop doing that and you need to stop doing this. It starts in our homes, which you've always said before. Now, when I always said I'm doing what I'm doing for my children, that was selfish, too, because I know other children who are close to me Mm -hmm. who I could reach out to and say, hey, I I got you. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. I have you. It does no good for you to have the information and the resources and to hold on to them. Because at the end of the day, like you said before, you can't take any of this stuff with you. So you might as well pass some of it on to someone who can benefit after you're gone. And with that information, if you take the initiative to pass it on, then they, it's like reciprocity. They'll feel the need to pass it on to somebody else and then somebody else and then somebody else. And like I said, by the time it gets to all of those people, that is reaching the masses. That is the black community. Got to have an open mind, too, to want that acceptance from other people who want to help you, who genuinely want to help. Right. Don't hold. um don't hold it hostage and be like, I'm holding on to this. We have to let it go. How, mm-hmm. how is, how is the next generation of black children going to do better if we don't relinquish what we know? Right. Yeah. If, if 
our grandmothers know something that should have went to our parents and our parents should have gave it to us. And now we give it to our children. Our children will give it to their children. This is, this is, this is generation. This is a generational thing. Unlike that popular saying, the saying should have been the game is to be told, not sold. So (laughs) stop trying to always sell people information that you obtain for free. Give that information out, and I guarantee the, the 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 monetary gain to come on the back end. You can't always want your monetary gain on the front. Sometimes it comes later on. So we need to be able to give out that information and uh, have that information passed on, like I said, and that's the black community. Just it, that, as simple as that. We can't be out here trying to reach a lot of people and looking over the people that are closest to us. You can't be on the Internet trying to reach millions of people and you have all the all the flaws that you're trying to speak about or speak to is right there up under your nose. It is. It makes no sense. Your people need help. You need help. So help yourself. Because within that, you're trying to help somebody else. That person might have something that you need. Like, it's in the family. Reciprocity. Reciprocity. It is in the family mm-hmm. um, where we come together and we make sure that the family is good. And like Brandon said, at the height of the show, huh. when the family, when the black family is good, the black community, the black community goes because we're teaching our children. And that's who's next. So it's all in the mind we need to start valuing the things. Uh, I'm reading this book. Uh, it's called Think and Grow Rich, A Black Choice. Um, I recommend that book because in the first chapter, it talks about how powerful your mind is. And if we're not thinking positively, thinking goals, thinking uh, morals and values, then we'll fall victim to a lot of things that we shouldn't really be falling into. It's all about educating yourself to have the the proper knowledge to be able to be uh, successful and not only just money, but in your mind, because that's where it starts. So we need to start valuing the things that we get for free, like your mind, your body, your your, your dreams, ambitions, uh, your family, all of these things. If you start uh, valuing those things, then like I said, that is helping the black community in ways that you never thought possible. So that's where we need to start at. Um, Shoot and teach these children how to read. Absolutely. Stop being, that's family. That's, that is family. And stop being so dependent on a teacher to teach that. You can go reiterate things at home too. Go over it. Go over it and go over it until they get it. Reach out. There are several teachers in my family. And I know that if I went to any one of them to, to ask whatever, I know there would be help, right? I haven't mm-hmm. reached out to anybody to help, but I know there would be help. If you have that in your family and you need help, then ask for help. Ask for help. <laughs> stop, drink, stop being so prideful. Yes. Set that pride aside. That, 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 there's nothing that's going to hold you back more than pride. We don't need that in our lives. We need to uh, be humble beings. And I know a lot of people have thrown out this 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 uh, uh, screwed definition of humble about how it's not a good thing. But being humble is a good thing. We need to be humble. We need to start reaching out to people when we need it. And the people who have it need to start reaching out to, pe- to people who don't. And I mean, that's how. I think 
we can help the black community ultimately. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, you got I, anything else? I would just start with the family. Get 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 every get, get your that, right. get that in order. You Straight know, up. get yourself in order. Huh. That's how it's gonna. That, that's how the change is gonna come. Yeah, changing behavior. That's how the children will change their behavior. Mm-hmm. Be better parents. We always talk about parenting. You got to be better parents to have uh, uh, better children. What you listen to. Yeah. What you what watch. You what you what you consume. What's on yeah. your phone. Mm-hmm. Video games. All what is what? Start off with what is most important to you and your family. Yep. And uh, with that being said. <laughs> We, uh, once again, thank you to everyone who continues to show up for us. We appreciate it. We are growing. And if you want to help us grow in any way, um, you can donate to us through our cash app is dollar sign stocker family. Um, if you just want to show us love in the comments, do that. Um, you can reach us at stocker family zero four one four, uh, at Gmail. I think it is. It's all in the comment. I mean, it's all in the description, but, um, Thank you to everyone who rocks with us. Uh, we're going to continue to come every week with a, with another topic about how we can help each other, um, how we can come together and just do better. So, like always, it's love, peace, and soul. Bye. Like soul train, baby.